Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with my partner, Bo Matthews, and producer Chad Ellis. Bo, how are you, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. This week of weather has been fantastic. I know. It's going to be... It's going to be a tough thing to let go of because I think summer is coming back full steam ahead. Um, it's been a nice break, though. I've been able to get some yard work oh. and some trees dropped that I needed to. And then yesterday I'm mowing well, I'm mowing my roof because I, I do that, you know. Um, and uh, I, I think uh, uh, what 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 kind of bee is in the ground? Is it a hornet or a yellow jacket or something? I don't know. Man, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I got nailed on my ankle and my, my right foot looks like an elephant foot. It's ridiculous. So, Ooh. hey, there's the great outdoors for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been a great week to be outside. Yard work, if even, even, even working outside this week has been pleasant. So We did oh, a bonfire last night. Oh, man, that's sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, lows were in the 50s at night. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, as the as the air conditioner cranks on at eleven o'clock, I'm like, oh, why do I even have it on? <laughs> Open the windows for crying out loud! Yeah, but don't get used to it because summer is back. I uh, got a whole lot to talk about on today's show. We've talked a lot about uh, first time gun buyers. Um, we're going to talk to Aaron Tarlow as we always do here in a moment. We start the show with Aaron from Southern Armory every week, of course. Uh, but, Bo, we're also going to get, like, a first-hand account of uh, someone that you know that was – I don't want to put any words in anybody's mouth, but my understanding is pretty much an maybe not an anti-gun guy, but an anti-gun guy for himself, somebody who never saw himself being a gun owner whose uh, mind has changed in the uh, as as this world, this year of 2020 has unfolded in front of us. And he's going to tell us our story, or his story, about um, why his mind changed and going through the process of getting a CCW and his first gun. Is that did I get yeah, that about right? Well, I don't. I don't think he was anti-gun necessarily, but he just never saw a need for it. Even my uncle in ah. uh, in Seattle said, "Hey, I've I've lived sixty three years without a gun, and am I thinking about getting one? Maybe." So yeah, he, I don't think he was anti-gun. I just think that he was like, "Okay, the headlines are the headlines, so I think I'm going to make this move." And he, you know what? He did it right. Yeah. Because he went to a CCW class. It was a long day. And I, I didn't I didn't pre-talk to him. So I don't really know the story other than he's one of my oldest friends here in St. Louis, meaning longest time uh, friends. <laughs> and and he's just a good guy. He's yeah. just a really good guy. So Jeff Polite is who you're going to who we're going to talk to here. after but. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And let's go ahead and get Aaron on the on the line right now. Um, Aaron, I, I know you. I think you were able to hear that conversation. How familiar is that story to you with your customers out at Southern Armory? Uh, people who never saw themselves either for a need uh, for a gun or just never thought that it was the right thing for them that are now gun owners. It's been the uh, the story that I've heard over and over again. Yeah. That, that February, March time frame. 
Right, right. So what was the, was it the pandemic? Do you think that was the big, um, the big inspiration behind it? The social unrest, the election, what, what's the biggest factor? I think the first thing that really kicked it off was the pandemic, the thought of lockdown, the announcements from our leaders and government saying, hey, the police are not going to respond to certain types of calls anymore. Mm. And then, of course, uh, 2020, we had to hammer down the accelerator and start with the civil unrest. And now we're getting into uh, the fall and it's an election year. So as if we could not uh, (laughs) smash that accelerator to the floor anymore, we had to go ahead and hit the button and interject the uh, nitrous oxide into the (laughs) and uh, just run that that motor right up to the red line. So a presidential election always has um, influence in the gun industry. Um, has Have you seen a is, – is this year different than a normal election year, especially with – you know, I think a lot of people were pretty comfortable with the fact or with the idea that Trump was going to win in November, that Biden's a very weak candidate. But as the year goes on and the world gets stranger and – Polls keep coming out, and I don't put much stock in polls, but I think other people Not might. Um, but, you know, but that's what the news says is, you know, that Biden's got this big lead and everything. Um, has that uh, has that influ- has this year's election really started to have influence on uh, the, the customers you see there at Southern Armory? I think as we get further, uh, maybe into September and October, you're going to see that. Especially uh, if we if we actually have the debates, and we will. That, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've I've heard it kind of Biden's not going to debate and is going to debate and mm-hmm. who knows. No, his wife was on TV the other day saying that they're going to do three debates. He signed yeah. up to do three. Yeah, that's what he's been signed up for a while. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of like I'll believe it when I see it. But um, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think there will be though. I think you're. I think there will be. Go ahead, Aaron. And so, uh, you know, back, I remember uh, back when I saw the writing on the wall uh, back in October prior to the election in November of uh, President Obama, I was like, wow, this is going to happen. And I probably need to go ahead and and buy my first AR-15 and AK-47. And so uh, that's exactly what happened. I kind of saw the writing on the wall in like July and I ordered a few firearms and of course the dealer I was dealing with then, you know, I wasn't in in industry, um, sat on my order and I'll get to it when I get to it. And I said, you know, finally I went down to him. I said, Hey, what's the status on these? And he said, Oh, I still got the paper. I just need to submit it and they'll make the guns for us. And okay, get it, get it submitted. And then by the time, you know, September, October rolled around and I saw the writing on the wall, I'm like, he's going to win. I know he's going to win. Uh, the dealer had still not submitted the orders, and I said, "Listen, if you don't I'm, if you don't submit them right now, I'm just going to go someplace else." So he submits them, and I went to a gun show, like so many other, uh, you know, people that were seeing that writing on the wall. And uh, you got to remember, you know, '06, the, uh, the or '03, I guess, the assault weapons was it '03, '06? Uh, I think it, it was the Clinton era ban ended with. Um, under uh, I just totally went blank. Sorry, hmm, under it's okay. Uh, that, and go ahead. So now, now you fast. So then you fast forward, right? So we had a few years of innovation and these these 
AR-15s coming back because we saw it when this band was gone. And now we're going to have um, – enter you know obama and the fear was he was going to bring back the assault weapons ban etc he wasn't he was even though it had sunset so yeah mm-hmm. that's when i got my first one so i think you're going to see a lot of people come september october they're going they're going to weigh and they're going to kind of see hey is the writing on the wall and you know this is going to be a weird year for election because we're going to have you know a lot of mail in i actually made a prediction that uh, in the coming week, week and a half, we're going to see, quote, increased COVID numbers because of in-person voting. So all voting in the fall then will be, you know, by mail-in only or, or something like that, which I hope is, is not the case, but that may very be. And then, of course, uh, the next prediction was, you know, Biden wins by landslide. Uh, highest turnout ever, and then fraud suspected. Mm-hmm. So um, just kind of, kind of going forward, I could see it kind of plan like that. I hope not, but I think that's the only way the Democrats, in my opinion, even have uh, the chance of this happening. So uh, I'm a big fan of the in-person voting or even early voting, right, where you can they can open the polls and you can go cast your absentee ballot right now. So with that being said, yeah, mail-in uh, voting is. Uh, um, we don't have time to 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 get into that uh, into that nugget, but uh, mail-in voting is a uh, uh, opens the doors to corruption bigger than anything I think we've ever seen. That is my personal opinion. Talking to Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, just got a few minutes left. Go ahead, Bo. I, I just uh, actually saw a video clip of Jerry Nadler from years ago, uh, before his weight loss, and he was saying he was, uh, you know, shooting down the paper ballot idea. I don't know if you've seen the footage. I'll have to text it to you. But you know, he's he's saying how unsafe it is and it's not going to work and all this. And I'm thinking, hold on, where are we now? Because that's what you guys want to do. You want to do like a uh, a Valpak coupon deal that's uh, going to get you 10% off your dry cleaning and you can vote from this envelope. So. That's a wonderful thing. Aaron, hey, hey I got a question for you, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, how many cool. guns, how many guns uh nationally have been sold uh in 2020 approximately? Is is 3 million the right number or is is that way lower, way high? The answer is all of them. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> We're Go arming ahead. America. Go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. I would, I would say that number is pretty low. The FBI can give you um an approximate count of number of background checks performed however that does not account for multiple pistols or rifles right so you can get you can get a number and then we could say arbitrarily 1.5 guns per background check right and and that would give you maybe a rough idea but I, i i don't think you can break that because i have literally seen people buy three and four guns at a time and i'm just you know, baffled uh, that that it's like that. I've never seen uh, something like that. Last time I think I saw anything like that was the last time we had bouts of civil unrest. Uh, but this was, you know, during the, the COVID, during like March, uh, you know, prior to the shutdown, right after the shutdown, where you had literally people buying two and three guns. And, um, you know, I hadn't That's seen that. that stimulus money. That's what went to work. Yeah, stimulus builds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aaron, before we run out of time, what's happening at Southern Armory? So, uh, good news. More AR-15s coming in from our, cool. our manufacturer. So, 
if you are uh, the, the other ones are gone. I mean, this is going to be the third shipment. So if you're in that market for the AR-15s, everybody we've sold them to have, have absolutely loved them and uh, made in the USA 100%. And then you get two 30-round magazines with them instead of one, which most manufacturers give you. So uh, that you're getting that bonus uh, mag as well. So that's uh, just a just a killer deal. Ammunition uh, is still high demand, but we do have some on the shelf. You know, I was at a uh, another store the other day getting a fishing rod for Miss Piper. She got a Mickey Mouse fishing pole. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take her out fishing. She wants to go. I'm like we can do that. So, but I, you know, we went to this other store that sells fishing and and whatnot. And I just said I'm gonna walk over to the gun aisle and they had five guns. I was like, wow, we've got more than that at the gun shop and i was like let's, <laughs> let's stroll down the ammo aisle and we look and there's just a few scattered boxes of random calibers i'm like wow like we're in, we're in much better shape um you know than this place and i was just just thankful uh that we've got good wholesalers and we're continuing to have strong purchasing so if you are in the market for a firearm or ammunition come in we're we're happy to to run it down for you and uh, put you on a, either either a back order list or sell it to you if we've got it. But um, you know, come in, chat with us. So that's the the big thing. We're located one mile east of two seventy and forty four at ninety nine zero one Watson Road. You can find us on Facebook at Southern Armory or Second Amendment News Podcast and SouthernArmory.com. SouthernArmory.com. That's SouthernArmory.com. Mm-hmm. And that is Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Make sure, as Aaron said, you are keeping up with the podcast and the Southern Armory Facebook page. Those are great ways to get uh, information and questions answered from Aaron, who is a wealth of knowledge in this area. And uh, that's why we appreciate talking to him each and every week. Aaron, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Yep, we'll chat with you next week. Have a good one. Sounds good. All right, we need to take a quick break, and when we get back, what's the gentleman's name, Bo? Jeff Polite. Jeff Polite. Yeah, (laughs) very good. We're going to hear Jeff's story about being someone who never saw the need to be a gun owner. And uh, this year, and some of the things in the world have changed his mind and He's gone through the CCW process and now is, for the first time uh, in his life, a gun owner. And I think that is a story that many, many people can relate with. So uh, we're going to get that story from Jeff when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And the Great Outdoors. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Chad Ellis and my partner Bo Matthews. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the show. I want to remind you that if you miss anything or you want to hear the show again, you can do so by downloading our podcast. I know many of you do, and we certainly appreciate that. We actually put out two podcasts of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors every week. We put out the show podcast. 
podcast on Fridays, and which is before the show even airs, which is very unique, but it gives you a chance to take the show with you throughout the weekend if you're unable to tune in when, when we are on uh, either 97.1 or KMOX. So you can get the show podcast on Fridays, and you can get the podcast exclusive, which is exactly that. It's an exclusive discussion that you can only hear on the podcast And that goes out on Mondays. You can get our podcast just about anywhere. You download podcasts. But the Radio.com app for me is the number one place to do so. The Radio.com app is free. Once you have it, you favorite the radio station. Then you can stream the station 24-7. You can rewind live radio. And you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station. And again, all of it is free free. So please go out and check that out. And speaking of that podcast exclusive, uh, this week, I don't know if we'll have time to get to this on the show, maybe a little bit later on, but for sure in the podcast exclusive this week, I want to talk about the uh, the Outdoors Act that was just signed and by President Trump, a bipartisan bill that is really good for uh, people that enjoy the parks around this country. A lot of funding that has been missing for years and years is now going to uh, be applied to these parks, and it's going to help folks that are you know camping and hunting and fishing and all of that good stuff. And uh, anytime we are mentioning the word fishing on this radio show. It, of course, is brought to you by our friends at Bluff City Outdoors over there in Alton, Illinois. They specialize in big catfish gear, rods, wheel, reels, hook weights, all that stuff, but they also have a huge selection of crappie and bass lures and just about everything else that you need for your tackle box. They have you covered out there at Bluff City. Check them out at bluffcityoutdoors.com. So, as I mentioned at the uh, end of that last segment, joining us here now on the line is Jeff Polite and and Bo, Jeff is a friend of yours, so I'll, I'll let you sort of set the stage here. I will. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, a week or so ago, I was scrolling Facebook, and I see what looks to be, and I'm, I'm all about food porn, right? There's this beautiful <laughs> BLT sandwich sitting on this paper plate. I'm like, oh, my buddy Jeff's having a monster BLT. And I look at what he wrote. He says, came home from my gun class yesterday, and my sweetie had these for me. And I thought I was looking at food porn, and here I'm learning that a guy that I didn't believe was a gun owner is now a gun owner, and he's trained himself with a CCW class. Jeff Polite and I go back a long time, (laughs) and uh, he's truly like a brother to me. And so I wanted to find out what his experiences was with the CCW. Jeff, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, Bo. Hi, Tony. Hey, Jeff. Thanks Um, so much for your time. And, yeah, as I mentioned um, when we were talking about you in the last segment, uh, I think a lot of people are can can relate to your story. We've heard from our uh, our various uh, guests and sponsors that own gun stores, and then you know just from listeners to the show and everywhere else that there is so many first time gun owners in this country. All that twenty twenty was well, the so year yeah. that made that decision for them. So. Um, how did it, how did all this happen for you? I'd love to, I'd love to hear how the well, process went. Well, sure. Um, you know, yeah, I, I just got through life with ever having to even think about having a gun. Um, of course my kids are now, you know, out of the house and that there. So those that have kids, they really need to, to go to a class and learn more about the safeties of, um, you know, the young ones being around the guns, et cetera. And I wasn't exposed to that as a kid. So having a gun was a little bit scary. And I think a lot of people are probably that way saying, oh, you know, we don't want to, we don't know anything about them, et cetera. And I fit that, 
you know, that caliber. And um, so it just got to the point, like you're saying, in the times that we live in, um, I just felt that I could no longer lay my head down and not have any type of protection. Should somebody break and enter, you know, what would you do? You know, my broken Louisville slugger, I don't think was going to cut it anymore. (laughs) So those type of thoughts, you know, they go through your head when you lay down. I find that when I go to bed at night, that was in my mind, you know, of of what's happening throughout the United States, et cetera. So I decided uh, that I was going to, um, you know, get a weapon that would um, protect myself, et cetera. And then I thought also about, you know, even for me, going into movie theaters when they open up or whatever, how am I going to feel comfortable again? And so I thought conceal and carry was what I really needed to get educated about. So I did do that, and a friend of mine owns a um, a gun store, and so I went and talked with them, and they led me to um, my choice of weapon, et cetera. And um, so I went that route, but, you know, and, and you could carry in, in our state, but – I wasn't educated enough, so I thought, I got to get educated on this and learn how to shoot this gun correctly and everything. So um, what Bo had said, I I did. I went to, a couple weeks ago, went to a uh, gun and rod club, and they had a conceal and carry class that was a, it ended up being a nine-hour class. Now, you wouldn't think, how could you stay motivated, And but it was so interesting and, of course, you also got to go out and shoot the weapons, uh, you know, a lot of ammo we went through to learn how to shoot it correctly. And, and just the information that I never dreamed of, of learning how, you know, when do you want to use that? I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. You can run, you can do all kinds of things. But when it comes to where you have to make a decision, that class was so good that your mind needs to be mm-hmm. trained on when, when you know what's that gun supposed to be used for, and when when do you really need to use it? And I was just blown away by the class. Go ahead, Bo. Hey Jeff, yeah, I got a question. Uh, you know, because so many people are in a couple situation, what was your girlfriend's feeling about it? Um, I I want to think that I believe her sons were hunters. Is that right? So she might have not yeah. been scared. But when yep. you said I'm going to bring a gun into the house, what did what did she say? Oh, she was kind of terrified about it. Mm. She was real. She oh. really was. And so when I well, – she actually seen the advertisement for the class and said, you know, would this be of interest? And I said, absolutely. Since I took the class, she really has felt comfortable now with the weapon being in the house and that, you know, that I can um, definitely use it correctly. I can store it correctly, have it where it needs to be. So she's very she's very comfortable with it now. Um, so that's a big difference on whether you just go buy a gun, put it in the house, having the proper training. I think for those that are really uncomfortable with it, it does give them a little bit more security and understanding yeah. for it. Yeah, I, Jeff, I can relate to that story. I've always been a gun owner, but for years and years, it was just um, a hunting rifle. You know, I had a rifle and, and that right. was it. And I had that. You know, I had a rifle when I got married and. My wife was a little, you know, she was not a gun person, was a little uncomfortable with the rifle being in the house, but knew that it was, you know, nowhere that anybody could get it. And, you know, and it was basically out of sight, out of mind. It was no big deal. And then, you know, as time went on and just a few years ago, 
she was the one that was pushing me to buy um, a handgun more than even I was uh, right. interested in getting one. And so that you got she, a good woman yeah, there, buddy. She, she went through that uh, evolution yeah. just like so many people have. Uh, got uh, just a few minutes left here with Jeff Polite talking about his story about becoming a first-time gun owner. Uh, Jeff, was there any one thing? Was there one news story? One thing happening in the world that sort of um, uh, it sort of triggered, no pun intended, um, well, the, your change, good. yeah, your, your the, the change uh, in your thought process, or was this something that's kind of slowly evolved over time? No, I, I really think what triggered me was um, the aggressiveness of the protesters, mm. you know, where property lines were no longer, you know, whether you had a gate or a fence, those are no longer your protection. You know, those can be entered through. And next thing you know, you've got people on your doorstep and aggressively, I guess you could say, what are you going to do about it? You know, yeah. and um, that that really kind of triggered me to be honest, saying, boy, even, you know, even with your barriers and protections, you know, is that really enough to make you feel comfortable? And for me, I decided that wasn't enough. So to uh, to arm myself as a protection against uh, deadly harm at that point triggered me to uh take the steps and get it done i'm I'm proud that you did it jeff i really am um were you scared when you you know you went through the class and a lot of you know a lot of instruction was given to you but when you made it out to the range were you nervous were you scared uh or were you uh were you informed of what you needed before you pulled that trigger the first time you were informed yeah the the uh, range was at the latter part of the of the class and those those guys uh you know there was an a couple nra guys and of course then a retired chief of police um person there uh that really put you in situations when and, and you know run when you can etc but they did they, they gave you plenty of instruction that you know when you got there you were ready you know you were ready to uh you know you learned how to load your gun you learned all about cleaning it you learned and, you know, so when you got to the range, you know, everybody was, you know, ready to go. So they did a great, great job of when you arrived there, you weren't going to be scared to, to to do what you were taught there. Jeff. So it was really, really very comfortable. Yeah. Jeff, one of the number one questions we get from people um, when we're talking to people like Aaron Tarlow or Jesse from Razorback or the guys from Osage County is what are what's the best gun for a first time a gun owner or what's the best gun for home protection and the answer that's always given is the gun that you're most comfortable with that there's not one <laughs> flat true. answer for everyone so we're almost that's out of time really but yeah we're almost out of time but I really wanted to to ask you um what type of gun did you, you know, I mean I don't need all the specifics but just what type of gun did you uh decide to go with and what led you to that decision that that was the right gun for you well, I went with a nine millimeter. You know, there's a 380 that's a little bit smaller, but mm -hmm. this was a nine millimeter uh, of a mini size. Yeah. That way, it can uh, conceal nicely inside of your belt. Mm -hmm. And I went to the gun store. That's at my local gun store, and they've been in business forever. And talked to uh, one of the owners, and they were really good about talking to you about what are you going to do with it. You know, are you just going to store it, or are you going to wear it, etc. And uh, the fit to your hand, and they just were really good about it. And I think a lot of gun stores are definitely knowing more people are handing them that aren't used to weapons, and they're helping fit that gun. Yeah. Give that gun store a plug, Jeff. 
It's Dunn Sporting Goods in uh, Peavely, Missouri. There you go. Fantastic Good stuff. Place. Yeah, that's Absolutely. that's great to hear. Jeff Polite, thank you so much for uh, your time today and sharing your story with us. It's uh, good Absolutely. stuff, and hopefully Honor. we get a chance to talk to you again uh, down the line. Tony, Bo, take care. Thank you, you so much. Thank you, Jeff. All right, buddy. Be good. Yeah, great stuff there. I think Jeff's story resonates with so many people um, out there in the, the area and across the country uh, that story, I think, is is very familiar to many, many people. So I uh, thought it would be intriguing. Really good stuff. I, and yeah. he's, he's so well-spoken, too. Yeah, no, great, great stuff there from Jeff. All right, we need to take another quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk to our buddy Jesse from Razorback Armory. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. I love Def Leppard. I'm just going to say that. I know it has nothing to do with anything, but I love Def Leppard, and I... And I uh, recommend that if anybody gets a chance to ever go see them live, you will be surprised at how much hairspray is used on the ladies' hair. (laughs) (laughs) No, at how talented they truly are. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a a geek, like a guilty pleasure for some of those hair bands. Like I grew up on Poison. Like I just loved Poison growing up and Def Leppard, and. uh, you know, Poison I've seen live many times. are just kind of a straight-up party band. You know, they just kind of go out there and just C.C. DeVille just kind of shreds the guitar. And, you know, they it's just, it's just fun. But, man, Def Leppard is like everything is calculated. Like the musicianship is just incredible in that band. So, yeah, believe it or not, they, you're listening. They seem fresh. Right. They seem fresh, don't they? I mean, they just love They're loving what they're doing. Exactly. Being stars. Exactly. Believe it or not, this is uh, this is a show about guns and hunting, uh, <laughs> not music. You are listening guns to. Guns and Roses. There's there you go. Brand. Yes. You are listening to Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us once again. My name is Tony Colombo, uh, here with my partner, Bo Matthews, and our producer, Chad Ellis. In just a moment, we're going to talk to the guys at at uh, Razorback Armory, our friend Jesse there. Uh, but first, Bo needs to tell you about Razorback. Go ahead. I do. It's the great <laughs> outdoors. Yeah, Razorback Armory, your full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearms enthusiasts, whether it's gun sales, accessories, safes. They have gun safety equipment, and they also do gun repair. It's a gun concierge. You've never seen anything like it. It's in De Pere on Manchester Road, a half mile east of 270, online at RazorbackArmory.com. And we've got a lot to talk to Jesse about, um, and this is the last segment of the show, so don't forget about our podcast exclusive because Jesse's going to be sticking around and we're going to continue our conversations there. So um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we put out two podcasts every week. The show podcast goes out on Friday. The podcast exclusive goes out on Monday. You can get our podcast just about anywhere you get podcasts but i always recommend the radio.com app so go and check that out jesse how's it going my friend what's happening good guys how are you doing what's going on yeah and jesse is actually almost every time we talk to jesse he is at work so jesse if you i know this is a crazy time there if you've got a deal if you got to step away if you got to deal with okay i was gonna say Peace and free, you know, we, here to work. We understand that you are a busy, busy man. So if you need to uh, take care of uh, of something there, just let us know. Um, no yeah. So w- just before we talk to you, we talked to uh, Jeff Polite, friend of Bo's. Great story. Um, he's a, a middle aged guy, lived his whole life um, without the thinking that he needed a, a firearm. 
Uh, his significant other was not a big fan of having uh, a gun in the house. But over the course of time, especially here in 2020, he, he his mind changed and he is now a first-time gun owner. Um, went through the CCW training and everything, and now is is a gun owner. And we're talking about a guy who you know, lived you know, raised a family, lived his whole life, and never thought he'd be that person. Uh, but now here he is, uh, a, a first time gun owner. How familiar is that story to you? Uh, pretty much about. Uh, we were running about seventy seventy five percent of clientele. It's coming down a little bit because now we're seeing more of our regular customers coming in, um, buying up ammo, buying up guns, but no, definitely first time gun buyers, uh, gun owners, uh, people, you know, looking for information about firearms is, is definitely up and on the rise. Go ahead, Bo. Yeah, no, I, I just think it's amazing. I just, I don't, I don't know how you're keeping up with the schedule with, uh, with all that's going on. And, and you got to understand, I mean, there's the Osage County guns of the world that are just giant. And being a gun concierge, it's a more specialized store. Are you getting requests for things? Because as you mentioned, people are doing their homework, they're, they're Googling. Are you getting requests for things that you're like, uh, yeah, we can't get that. Or uh, it's mm. going to be a little while, especially the su- suppressors. Yeah, but, you know what? I'm yeah. glad you said that, Bo, because I was. that's exactly what I was thinking of, too. In the early days of this show, before 2020, before the pandemic, before the election, before the social uh, unrest out there, um, suppressors was like the most controversial sort of big topic that we were that we were talking about a lot on this show. And we don't ever talk about suppressors anymore because the world, all the other news has, has taken over. But you guys, that's your specialty there, Jesse. So True. what's what's uh, going on I've in that already, world? I've, I've sold three this morning already. Wow. Um, wow. It's, uh, it, I mean, we're our, our suppressor business is probably one of the most stable. Um, we're, we sell to pretty much everywhere in Missouri. They actually are uh, silencer shop sends them to us. Uh, because of the concierge service, because of the knowledge, because of being able to take care of them and walk them through the process, make sure that they understand the process and get it all taken care of. But, uh, um, yeah, our suppressor business, along with the other craziness, like you mentioned, is absolutely uh, going as strong as it ever has. Um, with with what you guys mentioned kind of leading up to that, yes, we have a lot of people who are um, coming in looking for specific guns. We are doing the best that we can to fulfill that need for specific guns. Uh, ordering directly from wholesalers right now is a chore. Um, we've got a lot of ends in the industry, so we are able to, like I'm, I've just got another huge shipment of Glocks that people are following our Facebook and Instagram. We try to post all that stuff up so they know what we've gotten in. Um, I just got to actually, today we're unboxing some different SIGs and that. Um so, and we, with good customers, people who know what they want, if I can, if I know I've got an inbound gun, we'll, we'll work with them. Um, some people are looking for unicorns. I mean, some people are looking for guns that I, I might not see for six months. Um, and our practices on that, we don't take a deposit or anything. I will, if I get one, I will take your name. I will try to call you. You know, when I've got, if I've got five or 10 names for the same gun, I'm not going to get five or 10 of those guns. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to give them a false hope that I'm going to be able to, you know, get that gun for them in a timely fashion. But if it's something that we can get, you know, we, we try to work with every customer that we can and, and fulfill that need the best we can. But I, I'm, I also am honest with people. I, I'm not going to try to sell them on a dream or try to, you know, take a deposit or say, no problem, we're going to get that if it's going to be three months from now that I might see that product. So it's a, it's a, it's a tight rope. It's a, you know, a good balancing act to try to, you know, 
um, you know, deliver what they need, possibly, you know, show them another like product that we might be able to get them faster, you know, especially if they've, if they've kind of laser focused on one gun, we try to introduce them to something that may be similar, uh, same caliber, you know, uh, operating system and, and see if maybe that might suit the, the need for them. Go ahead, Bo. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was just, I was just thinking about, I can't imagine the hours that you are, are keeping, uh, you're a monster drinker or what kind of energy drink is uh, keeping the motors going? <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I know, yeah, I know Tony over here is all about the monster. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tony and I've had this conversation briefly. Uh, we're about the uh, keto friendly, uh, <laughs> low sugar, uh, monster energy drinks. My personal favorite is the grape. And I can't think of the name of the lime green one, but it, it, they taste like Jolly Ranchers, so I'm all about them. Yeah, yeah. So if they the, want to sponsor me, I'm all about it. No kidding, right? You and I, Jesse, we yeah, could be spokespeople exactly. for Monster. I love the uh, the I'll white can, the the yes. like the original yep. sugar-free Big Monster yeah. white can. It tastes like yep. Fresca. Um, yes. When I used to be before keto, when I drank, when I consumed a lot more sugar than I do now. Um, I was a big fan of the uh, of the red Bl- of the Red Bull Blueberry, but um, uh, when I had to switch over to sugar free, Monster has got a lot of uh, a lot of great uh, a lot of great yes. options over there. Uh, okay, Chad- and I, I do want to oh, put ahead, in Bo. here yeah, too ahead, uh, about a controversial story that actually Tony threw me on to about how horrendous and offensive Kindergarten Cop is the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, um, it promotes over policing. And it was supposed to be shown at a at an outdoor, you know, like people are doing these outdoor driving type things. It sounded like it was yeah. they were trying to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you fall on the? Be- no, I don't care about the story. I, right. I want to know, Jesse, what's the best gun movie out there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but it's yeah, all that's what they say. Yes, it is. That's I've what they that. say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot of great gun movies out there, but I don't think Kindergarten Cop is an over-policing gun movie. Oh, no. listen, we are going to talk about this on the podcast exclusive. I'm going to introduce yeah. – we, we talked off the air briefly. Jesse hadn't heard this story, <laughs> so we're going to get his honest reaction, and hopefully a lot of uh, people listening, you're going to get – you're going to experience your honest reaction to the story about Kindergarten Cop being canceled because, yeah, because it glorifies the traumatization of children by police. So that's going to be part of the podcast exclusive discussion. Also, for once, there's good news to talk about. Uh, the president signed the Great American Outdoors Act this week, and it was very bipartisan, yeah. which is rare and great to hear. And uh, Oh, they those, want something. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Those are going to be uh, <laughs> a couple of the topics that we talk with Jesse about on the podcast exclusive, so make sure that you don't miss that. Jesse, before we have to wrap up the radio show part of our discussion, tell people where they can find you out there at Razorback and, uh, you know, uh, in lo- in person and uh, on the Internet, all that good stuff. Certainly. Razorback Armory or 12072 Manchester Road in DePere, Missouri, half mile east of 270, uh, right next to the tennis shop. Uh, social media or, or internet-wise, RazorbackArmy.com, social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, or you can give us a call, 314-394-1730. Love to hear from you. Yeah, and how are you doing inventory-wise right now? Like if, if somebody does just come into the store, um, is, is there, you know, you may not, like you said, you may not have that exact unicorn that they're looking for, but is, are, are, do you have a, a fairly decent selection right now? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Brad and I, Brad and I are doing everything we can with every wholesaler to stay as 
stocked as possible. Um, one of the main things that people say when they come in is, man, you guys got a lot of inventory. I'm like, yeah. Um, magazines, accessories, you know, ammunition, even the hard-to-find calibers. We are back to limiting ammo because I can't sell every case of nine. I get to one person. I have to just spread yeah, it out. Sure. Um, and firearms, but we're we're constantly sourcing, and, and we tell everybody it's a day-to-day process. Yeah. I mean, you may you may come in on a Tuesday, and I'm light on a lot of stuff, but you show back up on Wednesday or Thursday, and we're packed back in. I mean, our FedEx and UPS drivers and the, the post office, they are earning their money because I'm – Usually anywhere from 20 to 50, 60 boxes a day. That's our buddy Jesse from Razorback Armory. Always great stuff. Check them out, RazorbackArmory.com. And make sure you join us as we continue this discussion on the podcast exclusive. For our producer, Chad Ellis, and my partner, Bo Matthews, I am Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 